0: And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney
1: Arthur Idala.
2: All
1: right, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Idala Power Hour. What a Friday it has been here at the law firm. Um, first and foremost, before I forget. Not that she's probably going to hear this or understand this. Well, maybe she'll understand it. It is my daughter Ariana's birthday. And yes, I'm wearing a pink tie and a pink pocket square. And here's Joan. So get ready, Alex. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Joan Pelzer. Just
3: because I turned the mic on doesn't mean I'm ready to talk.
1: Well, you just did talk, right?
3: (laughs) Yes. Alex. I just want to say how gorgeous your little girl is.
1: Well, you got to see her last night. I yes. At the end of the her. show, look, we have a great show. We're going to talk to Frank Sedio. I'm going to tell you what happened in the law firm today. Frank Sedio is going to talk to us all about, uh, the George Santos seat and the state of politics in the city. Eric Adams, who he's very close with, speaks with regularly. Um, I'm going to tell you about what I did last night when I left the show. Um, and then I'll tell you about what I'm doing tonight. Um, when I, um, leave the show, I'm going to a two year old birthday party. Um, but and you are wearing your pink tie. I said but, it, Joan, Joan. But I you're said it. It. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, you, Alex. But you're wearing your blue shoes for your boys. I'm wearing my, my blue shoes, yeah. Alex, just for the record, just, I mean, I, you're excellent what you do. Just always have the dry. she drives me crazy thing, like, up and ready to go. Like, as soon as, you know, before the, like, ten minutes before the show starts, when you do your little checklist, just make sure that Joan's theme song is there because she's finding my- that liner drives me crazy. Though, I got to say, yeah. well, just, just, that's what I'm saying. So when you have your little checklist there, just make sure it's, it's, it's there. <laughs> um, so let's talk about what's going on today. Besides wishing Ariana a happy birthday. Um, uh, my little doll, you know, daughters are a little different than sons. Let's put it that way. She is in my heart. Deeply. So not that my boys aren't, but it's a different part of the heart. um, I got a uh, very significant call and then a text message, which was very um, considerate of the prosecutor in Kings County, um, where I am an alum, a proud alum. Um, I represent a councilwoman, Ina Vertikoff, who um, was accused and charged with bringing a gun, an operable firearm, which she was uh, she had her. Concealed carry permit she was allowed to conceal it and carry it uh, except she brought it to an area where you weren't allowed to have a, a weapon and that area was a, a parade in her district in her councilmatic district so it made sense for her to be there and um, but she was charged with having a, uh, a weapon in an area where you were not allowed to have a weapon under the guidelines. Um, she did take all of the classes she was supposed to take when she got her, um, when she got her license, including classroom lessons and lessons at the range with the you know, ex- experts that teach you how to fire the weapon and use the weapon. Um, But she was accused of taking it in a place where it wasn't supposed to be. Now, I will tell you this uh, the case got a considerate amount of publicity when we handled it, uh, was it two weeks ago? I guess it was. And um, so a lot of people know that I'm representing Councilwoman Vertikov. And even last night at this event I was at with my parents, people came over to me and said, "How's Ina? How's Ina?" You know, she's my congress councilwoman, and she's she's really a fantastic public servant. She's always there for the community, um, even uh, amongst the citizens. Like when something's wrong, like the streetlight or the pothole or you know the, a little crime pocket, the amongst the. Citizens, it's like, oh, let's call Ina. Let's call Ina. She'll get to it. She'll work on it. And that's a that's the best reputation you could ask for, I think, as a public servant. And she's a Republican, so she's not in the dominance party over there. But she seems to get things done. I mean, Joe, uh, Joe Borelli, Councilman Borelli, he is the chief of the uh, Republican Party over there, the mi- minority leader. Um, so. Today, I get a text and then a follow up phone call from the assigned assistant uh, assistant district attorney in Brooklyn to tell me um, that the gun was tested at the ballistics lab, um, which is where they test all of the weapons, and that the gun did not fire. It would not discharge a projectile. And part of the uh, claims that the judge, that the prosecutors would have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt to a jury was that the weapon that was brought into this no weapon zone was a operable weapon. And, um, it turned out that the weapon was not operable. So we, um, I called Ina and obviously she was very uh, happy about that. And, um, the, um, The statement that I released was the following. Councilwoman Vernikov has an outstanding reputation serving her constituency, which since her re-election, she will continue to do for the next two years. She is pleased to have this all behind her and looks forward to continuing her fight on behalf of all New Yorkers to keep this city the greatest city in the world. Author Idala Esquire of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. So I am very happy for her. I'm happy for the city that this is now behind us. Um, There are enough distractions out there. Um, Needless to say, she was happy to hear this, and um, we move forward. I um, was so in the middle of that happening. My phone rings from my with my buddy Trevor at Inside Edition. And uh, he wants to know if they could come over with a film crew to get my thoughts on the Sean Combs uh, civil suit that was filed in the Southern District of New York, the federal court by Doug Wigdor against Ben Broffman, which pits the same two lawyers from the DSK case against each other once again. Um so and then I had my eleven forty five a.m. hit with Mike Gallagher, but there was a fill-in host. His name was Carl. Uh oh, he was very he, he, Carl Jackson as Alex. Carl Jackson. Um, so basically, I got the Vernikov thing breaking. I have um, the Trevor and, and the crew from Inside Edition here with their camera team set up, talking about um. Sean Combs. Then I have Carl from the Mike Gallagher show talking to me about President Trump and the gag order and the documents case. And um, in the meantime, I have Mike Jacarino calling me talking about the Nexium case that we're working on. I have Judge Leventhal coming in saying we have to meet with Dershowitz on Monday. I need to know your schedule. I have Judge Cammons coming in talking about uh, that we had to leave to go to the... um, uh, the PAL luncheon where mayor Adams spoke today. Um, so we're going to come back with Frank Sedio speaking of mayor Adams. Uh, I, one of the reasons why I want to spoke to Frank Sedio is I didn't follow it specifically, but I know Congress has moved to um, expel um, Santos from Congress. Uh, I don't exactly know if there was a vote taken or if it's happened or how all of that goes down. It's been pretty busy. Um, Doing the lawyering thing. And um, I am going to come back with a. After Frank Sedio, we're going to talk to Todd Fleedner. Who um he is a Bay Ridge guy. He runs um the Bay Ridge Center, which is a brand new community center in Bay Ridge, uh, right off the 69th Street Pier. When I say brand new, it's not even open, but it's a, it's a brand new building from the ground up. It's gorgeous, and we were there last night. And it's going to be for people 60 and over. Joan, we're not too far away.
3: You're almost up, up to mine. You uh, have a, a what two weeks till your bday? Uh, that, that's it. Yeah, it's weird. Do you my, catch up to me. It's
1: interesting in my family now. It's like October twenty fourth is Arthur, and then uh, the seventeenth is Ariana, and then the nineteenth is my mom, and then it's me, and then it's Christmas, and it's like woo 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 woo. Um, real quick, this morning, um, Marianne, my wife, did a spectacular job yeah, setting gotta,
4: up. I got to throw her kudos. Setting she up the was whole.
1: Well, she was great last night. You seen? So then she came home, put the baby to sleep, and then it was like Christmas morning in my house. This two year old little doll comes down the steps. And, um, she sees all these toys and I, when I got home, I had to set up a little chair, like Cocoa melons, like the favorite thing she little watches on the TV. It teaches them their ABCs and their numbers and their colors and all that stuff. And we got a little chair, like a baby chair for her to sit in. And she started, she got so excited. Um, we have video of it. And then my mom and Marianne had all kinds of other presents out there, but my mom got her a bar, like a baby Barbie doll. So it's a little baby. Doesn't look anything like Barbie. But it just has the Barbie name all over it. But it comes with a little pocketbook and stuff that goes in the pocketbook, like a water cup, like and that looks just like Ariana's water cup. So she was so excited. She's going, baby, baby, wah wah bottle, wah wah bottle. And I'm like, Ariana, how old are you today? She's like, two, two. So here on a Friday, I can share Well, that for little. folks
3: that can't actually see you right now, I know, you are lit up like like Christmas yeah. lights, yeah, I swear. It is, Thanks um, to your wife, Marianne Bertuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, no, she's, she's
1: Between she's last night, we took got. care of my mom and dad. We'll talk about that. This morning, taking care of Ariana. Um And by the way, Marianne's a lawyer. She was calling me oh, earlier she has today. A job. Yeah, you know what? From the, in the office while you know our daughter's taking naps and she's Arthur's got, in not, school. She's not
3: just a lawyer; she's in yeah. charge. well, she's
1: the Brooklyn. Bertuna <laughs> in Idala, Bertuna and Cammon. so it's all good. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to really get into it. We're going to do a deep dive with Frank Sedio as to the state of affairs of politics, how this whole special election is going to work, if Santos in fact does get thrown out because you know, you got swazis floating around, you got sapriconi floating around. It's not as easy as just like we're going to have a, an election and let's see who wins. There's all behind the scenes maneuvering. Um, and then we're going to just talk about senior centers and I don't know, we'll talk about some music. And I told Padre Leo I'll need a libation today. We'll do it on Wednesday. We'll do a Thanksgiving Day libation, hopefully something with like apples and cinnamon or something along those lines. So don't go away. We're going to have a great, great conversation with Frank Sedio coming up right after this. AM 970,
2: The Answer. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. It's a busy time of year, but not so busy that we can't take a couple of seconds and think about the good work of food for the poor. Why? Because they are feeding children in the hungriest places on earth. Anitra Parmalee is back with us. And, Anitra, uh, we, we're going about it this year by providing food and clean water. Why are those two elements so important?
3: Well, I think it's easy to understand what a lack of food does to a child. Um, your one-time gift of $175 provides a family food for a year, but it also provides a community access to
2: water, 855-919-4673 is that number. You can also give online at am970theanswer.com. But uh, I want to tell you that if you give in the next 10 minutes especially, it's going to be vitally important uh, because what you're going to do is you're going to double the impact of your gift. 855-919-4673 or go to am970theanswer.com.
1: Is your husband or wife in a hospital or rehab center? Are people telling you that they are not... Eligible for Medicaid, the cost of a nursing home is $500 a day, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay the medical and facility bills? Don't panic. Just call Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law. These attorneys have been doing this for 40 years. They've helped hundreds of people just like you with the same thing that you could be going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news as bankruptcy. Call Connors & Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. That's 718 718- Two three eight six five hundred, 238 6500 with offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's never too late. The time to act is now, so don't wait and call Connors & Sullivan today, 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, after you speak with them, you'll be glad that you did. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Let's talk about Bay Ridge Honda, run by my friend Rob Sabah. The Sabah family has owned and operated this Honda dealer for over 60 years years my grandfather bought a Honda Accord there in 1980 and kept it for decades Bay Ridge Honda serves all five boroughs Brooklyn Manhattan Staten Island Queens and the Bronx my parents my sister my brother-in-law everyone I know has purchased a car from Bay Ridge Honda because the Savar family and their team are the best and most trusted in the business and you can save big all month long at Bay Ridge Honda's big black Friday sale big inventory big benefits and big savings with all the new Honda models in stock Marked below manufacturer's retail prices. So visit Bay Ridge Honda on 4th Avenue on 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. This sale ends November 30th, 2023.
5: Listen to AM 970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart or Odyssey.com. That's life.
2: That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May.
1: All right, welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour here on this Friday. I have, uh, well, let me be honest. When I wanted to talk about politics in New York, and then I wanted to talk about specifically about the congressional race with uh, George Santos saying he's not going to run for reelection, I said, Joan, I need to talk to someone about this, and simultaneously we both said, Frank Sedio, so without further ado a man whose fingers on the pulse of all politics Frank Sedio hello Uncle Frank it's Arthur how are you sir
6: Arthur Idella how are you today good to so, speak with you once have been discussed the most important thing in the world for us in New York politics
1: they, <laughs> there you go Frank this guy is really mishuuga I mean uh, uh, Santo I when you know you read this report I think it's almost a 60 page report I mean he was spending campaign money on Botox and getting uh, manicures and pornographic websites I mean is he just sick in the head
6: I I aunt, I have to tell you it, 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 this is one of the problems I have with what they call campaign financing is that we give if people want to run for office, we take government and we take city and state and federal monies and we give it to them so they can run for office. And then, they, and the greatest problem we have with this is there's no set rule that says what you can spend it on. So it's a, it's, it's really the interpretation of the individual, and often it's it abused like everything else. And here's the perfect example of the kind of abuses that could occur in the Senate. Could you imagine Botox? How about buying suits? How about buying... Uh, clothes or dinners for people i
1: mean at, at what point does any of that become absurd but that's well, what I, uh,
6: when you give what a, people money to run a campaign
1: look if i was uh, an attorney who was hired to argue it i could argue that uh as a candidate you may need to get a new suit i mean i could tell you when i ran for city council in 1997 i went through the soles of three pairs of shoes going door to door between uh, March when I announced and September when I came up 107 votes short. Um, so uh, that I could maybe, maybe make an argument. But going on a pornog- paying for on pornographic <laughs> websites, that I don't see any, uh, unless you're going to say it's some sort of candidate research. I don't, I don't see that exactly happening. There's nothing about any of that. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's,
6: it's crazy. Again, so it's, now- it, it's what happens. There's always an abuse of the system when we give people the right to do, what, quote, anything they want to do to, quote, try and get
1: elected. And um, maybe he was trying to get some of the porn stars to vote for. Yeah, something like that. So, Frank, walk (laughs) us through. Really, the reason why I also wanted your brilliance on this is walk us through what what happens now, because I believe there's two possibilities. Uh, he says he's not going to run for reelection, but also they're trying to throw him out of Congress. I think as early as today, they're they're having hearings on it. So let's say first they don't throw him out of Congress and he he's able to fulfill the remainder of his term. Tell the listeners how, the process regarding primaries and general elections, etc.
6: Well, first of all, it should be remembered that the general the general election for Congress is in two thousand and twenty four which means that person takes office on January 1st of June 2025. And there's, a, there's still 13 and a half months in this term of office that he will stay if he, remain, if he decides to remain. My personal belief is that he's going, it, it's the Republicans who are pushing to get rid of him. It's not even the Democrats. And if that occurs, that will mean that uh, from the date of his resignation, or about within 60 days, there has to be what they call a special election for that position, and we'll fill the remainder of the term. By theory, let's say he resigns in December. By the middle of February, we would have to hold a special election. And the special election is a general election, which means that the Democrats will pick their candidate the republicans will pick their candidate in-house the there won't be a primary so frank primary said, yeah, let's let's
1: back up now so just cuz that's an important piece of the puzzle cuz i know tom swazi has announced on the on the democratic side amongst others i know uh, mike sapraconi has announced on the republican side i'm not sure if anyone else from the republican side has thrown their hat into the ring so it's it, so it's not just a free for all and 12 people run in a special election is that correct
6: that's correct. It'll be the normal uh,
1: Democratic candidate,
6: Republican candidate, any any special party candidate. So, for instance, and, if uh, some reason or another, uh, working families decides to run its own candidate in that race, they can do so. So, it's how does that candidate can get picked? It, it's picked by what we call the county committee of these various. States. Uh, uh, the each congressional district is part of a number of assembly districts, and there's a there there are people in those parties. In those districts that are members of the county committee, uh, and uh, we have we have county committee members in every election district in the state of New York, and those people, will, there will be a meeting of those people, and they will select the candidate that's going to represent the party in that election. Uh, so it's, it's it's not really complicated. It's just that they we don't have a, we don't have an election to pick the candidate to run for the office. In the general election, we have the parties individually picking the candidates through their internal system, with what we call the um, uh, with the delegates, with the uh, uh, committee members, Uh, and it's a pretty cut and dry thing. I believe if Tom Suozzi decides to be the candidate for the Democrats, that he will probably get that nomination, as well as the Republican candidate getting supported by the major. Well, you know, you look at the county parties to. uh, to oversee that election and have it happen. <coughs> now, uh, if there's a, if there's a, um, an, an, if there is an inter-county sorry, circumstance, for instance, I think that seat comes into Queens, and it really will be the, the choice of the, demo, the the Democratic leaders in Nassau and Queens, and the Republican leaders in Nassau and Queens to pick the candidates for their position. Uh, you may recall when Anthony Weiner resigned many years ago was, it, was yep. his problems. Mm-hmm. That that's exactly what happened. I had the uh, opportunity to participate with the Queens County, leader at the time, and we uh, we selected uh, David uh, uh, Weprin to be the Democratic candidate, and the Republican candidate. And I forgot his name now. Who won the election that year? By the way, in the special, um, who was selected by the Queens and the De- and the Kings County. Republican leaders for, for that. So position. I know so, I
1: know two of the names floating around on the Democratic side is Senator Anna Kaplan, and then someone also named by Austin Chang, as well as Tom Suozzi. The way these committees work, it does it help or does it hurt? Like someone like Tom Suozzi, who is so well known, who was the uh, the Nassau County executive, who's run for Attorney General, who's run for Governor. Uh, does it help him that he's so out there? Name recognition is the whole secret
6: of winning the election. You know, especially in in, in, uh, in an election that's special, which means that's the only thing that's going to happen. And that election will probably, like I said, happen in February or early March. And who's coming to vote in early March? I mean, it would be an election to the year, but it will be very. very low turnout. And name recognition is an important factor in the, ca- in the various parties selecting their candidates. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Republicans try to approach Lee Zeldin and ask him to run for it. Uh, because obviously those are two high recognition names, and it would be a really interesting race uh, between the two of them. I think uh, Mr. Zeldin has other plans, but uh, well, certainly he could uh, certainly could give, give, give uh, anybody uh, a run for their money in that. Well, would the that um,
1: the whole uh, island from uh, like Valley Stream to uh, Orient Point slash uh, Montauk is basically Republican right now. The DAs, the well, county they, leaders, and all right. that. So, you know, what does that well, say no, the, for a Democratic candidate? They, 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 it's actually, that district has a significant number of Democrats in it.
6: That's a pretty close number. I won't say 50-50, but I notice I, I am pretty sure it's a majority of Democrats, but it doesn't mean that Democrats vote for Democrats. <laughs> Many Democrats, uh, especially uh, uh, white ethics, Italians, Irish, very, very often vote for the other party, even though they may be registered in one party vote for the other party or and it's it's because uh of the views of the various candidates. If you remember um uh, in the in the last race when when this gentleman won, he ran against Robert Zimmerman, who was an outstanding guy. I mean really great Democrats been involved in the Democratic National Committee. Um, neither one of them had any real name recognition. Santos of course ran the two years before and was defeated by, uh, and by Swazi. That's why nobody even paid attention to him when he was defeated by Swazi. But uh, truth to tell, I mean, Zimmerman was probably one of the most finest, best people we could have, but he had no name recognition. He was well-known in the party, not known by the public. So I think that we, we come in with a whole different dynamic when we have somebody like Tom Swazi running again for the seat that he held for years.
1: The bottom line is if Santos survives the getting expelled and he serves out his term, then you'd have a regular primary, whatever it would be, in June, and then have a regular general election in uh, uh, November with the presidential election, correct?
6: That's correct. Now, I do want to remind you that there will be a presidential primary this spring, and in New York State it's in April. So it's a separate primary from the others. Uh, And next June, the election and the primaries will be held for Congress, new york state senate and also for uh, new york new york state assembly members so uh we have uh uh, it may be a primary for um united states senator because kirsten billibrand is up for re-election the choice of both candidates is a little bit different because they're federal candidates than the normal circumstance they will be selected by the uh, new york state democratic committee for the democrats and new york state republican committee for the uh, Republicans. And that's done by uh, a vote that occurs probably in late February of the, uh, what they call the state committee members. And in every county in the state of New York, there's one female and one male on the democratic side and one female and one male on the Republican side. Each of those groups have their own meetings to select their candidates in that process. Um, uh, The candidate must get 25 percent of the the vote of the state committee members to be be on the ballot without having to go out and do petitions, uh, which uh, you might know a lot of those little green sheets that people walk around with. Yeah, if you get the 20, you get 25 percent of the vote by the state committee. You uh, don't have to go out and do that. You'll automatically be on the ballot.
1: People pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get this information and this type of advice from the likes of Frank Sedio Because, I mean, we're really in the weeds here, and I, I appreciated it. But, yeah, this is this is how the electoral process works in the state of New York. It is not, you know, it's not as easy as you think. You just, oh, yeah, I'm going to run for office, and it's one, two, three. Uh, there are a well, lot of and the irony of
6: that is that that's what Tom Swasey did in the last election for governor when he wanted to run in the primary for governor. He didn't get 25 percent of the support of the Democratic uh, the State Committee. And as a result, he had to go out in district by district and get at least 500 signatures in every congressional district in the state. So he had to go out and make sure he got himself at least 500 signatures from Brooklyn to Buffalo. In each of the twenty-six congressional seats that we had, now that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a Herculean task.
1: To do yeah, that. because Maybe you're all you're able to all, do it. You're all over the state. Frank Sedio, let's jump from Long Island to New York City. Uh, you know, there's there's certainly a lot going on here. Uh, I am uh, lucky enough to, uh, as well with you, have a very excellent relationship with the mayor of the city of New York. But you know he's uh he's he's under attack. I mean, my mom told me she was listening to talk radio yesterday, and she just turned it off because the attacks on him were so brutal that she just she didn't want to stomach it any longer. Talk to me, Frank Sedio, about the state of affairs with city hall and mayor well, Adams yeah, you know, I am just so
6: tired of the progressives trying to come up with with, with, with wanting us to take responsibilities without consequences i mean. I think the trees that grow money have dried up. They don't exist. They stopped. You know. And remember how you, your mother tell you, you go in the backyard take the dollar bill off the off the tree and go spend it to buy candy. Those days are gone. We we spent billions on the uh, the migrant crisis. Where did, Where did the progressives think this money is going to come from? I have an offer for every progressive. I will say, let's not cut anything. You take someone to live in your house. Which migrant family do you want? Or migrant guy, do you want to come and live by you so we can avoid this problem? And so the idea that we should be spending these millions and billions of dollars from the city of New York and then turn around and and think the thing's going to be the same is ludicrous. And the mayor's done the hard task of making a decision to have to cut services. It's not what he wants to do. This is a man who understands physical responsibility. the man who's trying to take, who's a leader. And that's why he's the guy standing up saying this is what we have to do. He should be given credit for that. He should be given every kind of accolade for being able to solve the real problem of the city. You know, uh, many of you don't remember. Most people don't remember the years uh, when Bloomberg was mayor. And the one thing about Bloomberg, and he was not a well liked guy, was that he always met the physical needs of the city. We never had a year we had physical crisis with Michael Bloomberg. Wait,
1: Frank said, "I got I got to, on behalf of my regular listener, Mr. Bitter. When you say he was not a well liked guy, you mean like as a guy to hang out and have a beer with?"
6: No, I mean, as a guy who was making decisions that were not always popular with the unions, not always popular with people, but were made for the best of the city. Uh, I mean, I, he, I bro- he, he broke was- some
1: plates. He broke some plates in the kitchen getting the uh, the meal to the table. But the meal turned out to be a pretty tasty, pretty tasty dish.
6: And the long run was best for us at the time he was serving.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, just just to be clear, I, you you applaud uh, Mayor Bloomberg's run as the head of the city. Uh, as, the as
6: as much as I was not a fan, I absolutely applauded what he did. His his ability to address the physical needs of the city, his ability to navigate uh, the the unions, the, the the pressure groups, the various public interest groups that had to be dealt with, was uh, was admirable and it, it created, you know there's an old saying uh, i remember and you would understand this in court right the best the best decisions that come out of the court is the one that makes everyone unhappy.
1: I said it yesterday, Frank. I, I literally, <laughs> said I said it. I said, no, no, not on the radio. I said it here in my office. Uh, we were negotiating in a big case, and a lot of money involved. And I said, listen, if both sides come away from the table pissed off, that means we did a good job. Frank, I got one I got one minute to go. Obviously, I, I, I can't discuss the mayor with you without talking about this whole FBI investigation. What does Frank Sedio have to say about what's going on with the Department I, of Justice? I think that the
6: mayor's America. done everything appropriately. I think that some of the stories that have come out from my knowledge of them are uh, personal knowledge and real knowledge of them are exaggerated. The mayor of the city of New York is one of the most honest people I've ever known. He's always worked hard. How long have city you city known him, Frank Sedio? How long have you known Eric Five when. I worked on his first state senate campaign. So long ago, back with with uh, the mayor. He uh, wanted to run the... If any people forget, Marty Markowitz held that state senate seat uh, before the mayor and there was somebody in between for two years, and then uh, Carl Anderson, and and he came in uh, to run for it right after that. And uh, he's been terrific when he was state senator. He always worked. His whole goal was always to do the right thing, and that's what he does. It's unfortunate that sometimes people don't see that the right thing is what's best for all of us and not just one special interest
1: group. So, uh, Frank, let me just say you straight up. You think he's got? He's in cahoots with Turkey to funnel money into his campaign. Arthur, they said.
6: What? I imagine the nerve of the mayor at the time. that the public. I'm one. I'm one among many calling up to try and get an expedited permit cleared so that something could happen. What a nerve of this man to try and help people! It's absolutely incredibly terrible that someone would do that. Every politician, and I don't like the word politician, every elected official attempts to help his constituents. And in this particular case, I think it's totally, there was an article that just came out that was very, almost made it sound, they never said he did anything wrong, they just made it sound like, oh, what a terrible thing. And you know what, Arthur? It's all baloney. We're going to see the mayor. By the way, the same way Bill de Blasio came unscated from that whole FBI investigation they did with him, but it hurt his reputation terribly. That's the problem that our mayor is going to face, that it's no matter what you do, you're going to always be tarred with that half a thought, or oh, maybe. There's no maybe about this. There's a solid, clear uh, action that was legitimate, that did that had nothing to do, that it was wrong, and, uh, and certainly not by the mayor or his main staff people. So I think he comes out of this unscathed. I think he comes out of it uh, on a higher level, and hopefully people in the city of New York will see That from the beginning, this was not something that should have been attached to him, but maybe to the campaign or some other things, if they actually find something wrong. In his
1: story. All right, there you go. You have it from Frank Sedio the great one. He's been he's been through it all as an NYPD officer, as a legislator, as a judge, as a as a leader in the community, as a fantastic lawyer. Uh, he knows the ins and outs. And you got to have the luxury of hearing from Frank Sedio today, this Friday on the Idol Power Hour. Thank you, Uncle Frank, and uh, I'll talk to you uh, over the weekend, and we'll figure out what we're doing next week.
6: You got it. Always a pleasure, Arthur. Thank you.
1: All right. All right, folks, don't go anyway. We'll be right back.
2: Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. I tell you, I can't deny it.
7: Are you feeling less focused, brain fog, or concerned about your memory? Invite Health is here to help with our Memory Multivitamin, a comprehensive daily multivitamin loaded with key vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants to support focus, attention, and memory. Let the power of ginkgo biloba, choline, and the essential trace mineral lithium support your brain and get back to feeling sharp. Take an extra 10% off Invite's Memory Multivitamin by calling now, 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Save even more with our new everyday low prices, plus the additional 10% off Invite Health's Memory Multivitamin. Visit invitehealth.com to check out our entire product line and call 800-673-2345 for 10% off Memory Multivitamin today. That number again, 800 673 2345 or go to invitehealth.com.
1: Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I know it's hard to believe, but the holidays are here. Why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or are looking to do something exciting for the holidays, why not take the party off land and on to sea? Call 212-633-1231 or visit newyorkcruises.com and see how Captain Fred and his first class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar, or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call. 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit newyorkcruises.com
0: Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idalla, Bertuna and Kamins and where author Idalo of the author Idalla Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind, ABK, the power legal firm.
1: Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Faztec Industries helps with all of your construction, demolition, and your weekly waste removal needs. They have roll-off containers from ten to forty yards, perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts, or construction and demolition debris. Faztech specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt in all five boroughs, every corner of New Jersey, and now serving Westchester County. Faztech is the number one supplier of recycled products, the number one wholesaler of virgin quarry materials, and the number one Number one provider of roll-off containers. Call FazTech today. Ask for Joe C at 718-494-1600. That's 718-494-1600. Mention this ad for $25 off your next roll-off container rental. Go online to F-A-Z-T-E-C-I-N-D dot com for more information. FazTech Industries is now serving Westchester County. FazTech Industries is a DeFazio company.
5: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com.
0: We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, Attorney Arthur Idala. <laughs>
1: All right, welcome back to the Idola Power Hour on this a Friday evening. I am, um, anybody who knows me for two minutes knows I, I'm a big Brooklyn guy, right? So the whole time we're in Peru, and people are asking me, like, where are you from? Where are you from? You know, I don't say America. I don't say New York. I say I come from this little town, this little village called Brooklyn, New York. Have you ever heard of that? And everyone lights up because... Bottom line is everyone actually has heard of well maybe not everyone maybe not in Rwanda they haven't heard of Brooklyn but most people have heard of Brooklyn New York and the particular neighborhood I live in is Bay Ridge right underneath the Verrazano bridge and it's a real neighborhood um we wound up there because my dad uh was stationed there as a captain in the uh, I think it was 66 67 and 68 um And he was there in Fort Hamilton in Bay Ridge, and he was also had to work over the Verrazano Bridge in Fort Wadsworth. And we've been there ever since. My grandparents, my mom's folks, bought a house there even earlier on in the early 60s, coming down from all the way from Bensonhurst uh, down the road a little bit. So I love Bay Ridge. I love all things Bay Ridge, and I try to support it the best I can. And, um, a young man who has really taken things to Bay Ridge in terms of, um, different services. Who has really helped us out is the executive director of the new Bayridge Center, Todd Fleedner. Fleedner. I'm sorry, Todd. You know, I just call you Todd. Um, yes. So, Todd, welcome <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. And you, um, you guys have really outdone yourself. You and John, and, you know, all, I know you worked so hard to get the money to build this building from the ground up. It's a 60 and over uh, Bayridge Center. Todd, I, first, before we talk about the Bayridge Center, let's just talk a little bit about you. Tell me where you're from and, and what gives you the ability to have the skill set to uh, organize and run such a beautiful event space.
5: Well, Arthur, it's really interesting. I actually grew up on the Jersey Shore. I'm really from the Jersey Shore, not like those people who say they are. But uh, my parents always brought us to New York, you know, as kids. And I always knew I wanted to live in New York. And as soon as I discovered New York, I knew I wanted to live in Brooklyn because it's the best borough. And uh, basically, um, you know, Bay Ridge is just such a wonderful, like you said, it's a community. Um, and so I have lived here in Bay Ridge for almost 15 years. And um, I have worked for the Bay Ridge Center for the last eight years. And one of the things we wanted to do more than anything is give adults 60 and older in southwest Brooklyn the best space to come and socialize and learn and grow. And uh, within a, a week or so, we're going to be opening a 21,000-square-foot, uh, uh, two-story, state-of-the-art uh, facility uh, just for, um, you know, older adults 60-plus. My background, basically, I've done development, fundraising work all my life. Um, I love to fundraise, but what has made this journey so special is I am fundraising for such a pure product. You know, uh, I feel that older adults deserve to come to a space that is, you know, bright and uh, spacious and has all sorts of activities to engage their minds and bodies.
1: On the Bay Ridge Center on Bayridge Avenue which is 69th Street right up the block from the pier uh, which is actually a great attribute because you can take a nice walk down right to the pier and see the skyline and see the Verrazano Bridge how who's eligible and and what kind of um, you know who, who could walk in and out of the place and you know what kind of activities and, and uh, services will be provided there
5: sure well first of all uh, we're funded primarily by NYC aging we have a contract with them Uh, so membership is completely free for adults 60 and older. You do have to become a member because when you're with us, you know, we're, 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 we're there to safeguard your, uh, you know, your, your person. But, uh, basically, uh, we serve a hot meal every day at noon. Uh, we have an exercise room that has equipment that rivals any, uh, rehab facility in the United States. Uh, it's equipment that is specially designed for older adults and targets things like balance and strength training. Uh, we have an art room, a music room, a health and wellness room, a technology room. So we, we, you can come at 830 when we open and really pretty much spend the entire day doing, doing really cool stuff, getting a hot meal and socializing, you know, with people.
1: So there will be food that's served there?
5: Monday through Friday, absolutely. Oh,
1: excellent. And which meals will be there?
5: Uh, well, we we have a full-time staff. You know, uh, I think I told you, Arthur, in addition to operating the senior center, we also uh, do home-delivered meals program, and we serve about 650 homebound people in southwest Brooklyn every day. So that kitchen will also be preparing the hot meals. These are nutritional meals, uh, you know, good all-American fare, uh, I I eat here so you know and the and the older adults love it when they see me eating cuz then they know yeah this stuff must be pretty good. We're, we well I don't know break. Todd
1: you're, you're you're pretty slim so I don't know how much you're eating these days but well, um, I, well I've been kind of bu- I've been kind of busy so All right. Well I listen Todd before I let you go on behalf of everyone in New York even those of us who have not achieved the age of 60 yet um, thank you so much for what you've done and um, I'm going to go to a commercial break and then Todd I'm going to have my parents on to talk about what happened last night. But thank you uh, for all of your help in making that happen. And we, uh, we're so happy to be able to be a, a small little part of this big, beautiful project that you've done. Really, really appreciate your support. All right there it is Todd of the Bay Ridge Center. He's the executive d- director of Todd Fleedner. He's gonna ones who's gonna make keep Bay Ridge as beautiful as it is. We're gonna take a real short break here and then I'm gonna wrap up the week We're saying a quick hi with my, to my mom and dad and you'll hear about what took place last night because it was kind of special so don't go anywhere we'll be right back.
8: Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate? If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10 a.m., our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters of real estate doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her terrific team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there's no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. She's a legend. She's the best, period. Tune in to Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 a.m., Here on AM 970, The Answer. That's I on real estate. Don't miss it. Saturdays at 10 a.m. Here on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Many students finish
1: college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. And the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. You
0: Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The answer
2: best is yet to come, and babe, won't that be fine? Okay, welcome back to
1: the Arthur Idala Power Hour on this Friday evening, the end of a rather busy week. Although I wasn't here Monday, Joan took care of things Monday. I just came back from Peru on Monday as that trip. Um, like leaks back into my brain and my heart and my soul. It was fantastic. I'm I'm looking at my desk and a little snow globe of uh, Machu Picchu. And um, the one thing I will say, maybe one of the biggest disappointments is that the photographs of that area of Machu Picchu and all that they do not do it justice of what really that area looked like and what it felt like and the meaning of being there. And as I said, I've never touched that continent before. So being in South America was very, very special. When I was away, um, my sister Lori um, coordinated a very special event for my parents. We just spoke to Todd Fleedner at the Bay Ridge Center, and there were some naming opportunities of some of the rooms there that was pre- were presented to my sister, and uh, we took advantage of that by naming the music room after my mom and my dad, and I don't know, they were probably John, how many people were there? Let's say 40? Like 40 or so people. It was unbelievable. They were friends and family and, and Lori had food there from Leo. Everyone was wearing purple. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. My mom, whose birthday is Sunday, when she walked in, she had no idea and everyone's yelling surprise. She's thinking it's her birthday. They had no clue. It had to do with the name, with the room naming. So without further ado, Louis and Marianne Idala, otherwise known as Marianne and Louis Idala, uh, Mother, when you walked into the room and you saw all of those familiar faces seeing surprise, am I correct to say you thought it had something to do with a birthday celebration?
3: Absolutely, unequivocally, and without a doubt. And, oh, and I didn't
8: feel that way because I said, wait a minute, this is going to be her 83rd birthday. You know, well, listen, you never know, 80, know if you're going to be here next year. If it was her 90th, if it was 100th birthday, that's it. The other thing is, first of all, I didn't even know that place existed. What a beautiful compliment to those who put that together for the community. Secondly, I said, well, the only second thing I could think of would be our 60th anniversary, but that's not until February next year. So, I was totally in the dark. Had no idea whatsoever. And I would ask people, was it for Marian's birthday? No, 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 no. So, caught me completely by surprise in my entire life. Never knew. No way in the world. The only thing I could draw a conclusion to is Over the decades, I have contributed money to the iconic town hall down in 43rd Street in Manhattan. And, you know, they put the name on different people. So Arthur's name is on, my daughter's name is on, our name's on. So,
1: let let me, before we get to town hall, let me talk to my mother. Mom, tell me why it was appropriate, of all the rooms there, to name the music room for you and Dad.
3: Music has been part of my life, always. And uh of course I love classical music but of course I'm also in the Sinatra era and and all Jerry Vale and all this and that and it was important to me because whenever I ta- I taught for 40 years and whenever I taught in every classroom from pre-K to 5th grade I always played some kind of music which would be appropriate to what I was teaching. And when the principal sometimes would come in, I would say to them, "What can I help you with?" No, we just came in here to relax. Well, what about they the music?
1: Knew I had music. What about the music at our house in Bay Ridge, oh, Brooklyn?
3: Constantly, constantly. Well, I guess we started with Sinatra because that's uh, and like Nicholas, our, um your uh, my grandson and your his favorite song is "I Got You Under My Skin." <laughs> and by the way, uh, my grandfather. Piazza, and Frank Sinatra's father, uh, uh Sinatra, also was born in a small town uh in Sicily, below Palermo, called Le Cara Fridi, and, and very, what, very few people uh, on know the, about on that. The,
1: on the plaque of the room, after your and Dad's name, what name was the song that we use from Sinatra? The best,
3: the best, best is yet, yet to come. come. And, and, I'm, and I'm hoping that's true.
1: I <laughs> think so, Rita. Really? You think so, Mama? Well, that the best let, is yet listen, to come? With hey, a
3: like you and, and the show and your family and your grandchildren and Joni and, and uh, uh, Joe Sebelia and Alex. Uh,
1: uh, what about Doug uh, Jabara? What oh. about Doug Jabara?
3: Oh, forget about it. I didn't see him for three weeks, but mm-hmm. he got a pass because he had COVID.
1: All right, so, so I, as as I, we wind up the no, show, mother. Just, no, I just ahead.
3: want to say one author. You got the sixty seconds. The reason I am so go happy ahead. for this building is. Most of the seniors are suffering from loneliness, not even depression, because nobody is there for them, and you need, you need, uh, you need people to be there. Well, my mother,
1: Marianne uh, Chicky Reader Idol, will come and visit you. If you're lonely, just reach out to Joni (laughs) Pelzer, tell her your address, and my mother will visit you.
3: We'll we'll go to the center, we'll go to the center. Before Before I run out, we'll go to the center.
1: Before I run out of time, mother. Today today is my gorgeous two-year-old daughter's birthday, right. and or then sun- Sunday is your birthday. Um, right. So I want to wish the youngest woman in my life and the oldest woman in my life, my two-year-old daughter and my eight, soon-to-be 80. in 48 hours, 83-year-old yeah. mother, the happiest of birthdays! I thank both of you because, although I'm only fifty five, I still got a ways to go, and you've both crafted me into a very uh, unique individual. That's the best. Uh, word All right, I can Arthur. You. Should
3: I write the book on how I grew up, Arthur Igalah?
1: Whatever, whatever you want to do, Mama. <laughs> All right, Padre, I love you.
3: Thank you. Okay. Yeah, pa- Padre oh, had a little
8: something to do with it.
1: Yeah. Happy birthday, uh, yeah. Mama.
3: Okay, thank, thank you. you. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday.
8: That was very pleasant, Arthur. Uh, it was I'm,
3: beyond belief wonderful.
8: Good. I'm happy and to hear that.
3: I hope the seniors take advantage of it, because I I'm will. Sh-
1: I'm sure they will. And uh, okay. with parents like you, if I screw up, I'm a real jerk. All right. I love <laughs> no, you guys. You
3: never screw okay, up. I love you guys.
1: Say hello love to everybody
3: me. where you're going, too.
1: Okay. Ciao, ciao. Well, have a great have weekend, any? everybody. Happy birthday, Ariana. Happy birthday, my mama. And uh, we'll see you back Monday, live and local, on the Arthur Idala Power Hour.
2: Come the day you mine.
5: The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna, and Cammons PC.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's